up guys this is the be yourself podcast with lord swank i am your host lord swank and um if this if this is your first time listening um how i can sort of uh describe podcast is pretty much a way for me to flush out my thoughts and um my views that i um have from the stuff that I consume for the most part throughout the days, the weeks, <coughs> months, maybe. And um, so I don't really uh, have any close friends at all to like talk about certain stuff that I see and shit. And so this is how I do it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so. Yeah, uh, but most of the theme for this podcast is mostly about um, self-improvement for the most part, Um, becoming better, being a better person. Um, So that's why I would put this in like a, it wouldn't be in the music category because I am a music producer, um, beat maker, whatever you want to call it. Um. Even though I am that and that's my passion and all, it's just not everything that I am. I'm more than just that. Um, I look at myself as a a creator as well. Is that I can is I love music to the to the umpt degree, but um, I think my biggest passion is just being creative for the most part, being creative and getting able to, to, um, get out my creative, uh, ideas and, and views and stuff like that. So, yeah, but on this episode, I'm going to be talking about Um, a couple of things, um, I'll, I'll just say this from the start, like, I wasn't too prepared, uh, with topics for real, um, my topics this week pretty much just came to me as they came, and, um, we'll just do it that way, and, uh, Because, I don't know, man, I've been trying to, like, after these episodes, conjure up some more ideas, but I just think it's better for me to just get them, get the topics as I uh, go along throughout the week, and then when I feel it's right to, um, whatever day I feel it's right to record, or I'm ready to record, I'll do that. And, um... For today's topics, let me just get to the topics. Uh, first one is um, why I don't want to be married or get married. Um, uh, I'm going to talk about Pusha T's uh, appearance on the latest Joe Budden podcast. I'm not going to talk about every single uh this is not like a recap show of the Joe Budden podcast. I know I talked about um, an interview, another interview 
or conversation with uh, an artist that Joe Budden had on last week. But I feel like these two interviews are important and I'm only going to talk about them if I feel they're important enough for me to get my take on. It's not like a recap show or anything at all. Just want to make that clear. But it's just uh, I feel that these podcasts were important a lot, especially this one more than the Chance the Rapper uh, um, conversation. They was having on the on the podcast with uh, Chance the Rapper talk about what he got going on. But this one with Pusha T, he really brought out some some crazy details about this beef shit, man. It, it really made me go back to all the lines he were um, he was spitting in his raps uh, from the diss. To to the initial um, diss on uh, Daytona, to the interviews uh, afterwards, it just really puts shit in perspective. And Pusha T is one of those guys that like he knows how to say a lot in just so little few words, and you could tell with this interview, that's what he got across. Like. It was it was deep. He he let out a lot of information that was unknown to me and of course to the public. And he pretty much came up there and let it all loose, answered every question that Joe Button had because Joe Button doesn't pull any punches. He he lets niggas know like what it is from the jump. For real. Um, what else I got? Um, another topic I got is, uh, um, let me see. I can't remember. I'll get to it when I get to it. Uh, I just have those two topics written down and I was going to have another one I was about to write down, but I forgot it. But I'll probably remember by the time I start recording. (coughs) That was crazy. Uh, Just got this tea here. All right, so um, for my first topic, why I do not want to be married or get married. So for this topic, it's like, for me, it's like, I've been doing a lot of research. I've been doing a lot of research and I've been around a lot of married people and um people that's just like that are on their way to being married and all that and talking to married people married guys in general and just listening to a lot of Patrice O'Neill a lot of Patrice O'Neill his 
uh, his philosophy on women and relationships and all this type of shit. I swear he's like the goat when it comes to jokes about women. It just you just gotta listen to a stand up special, especially I say Elephant in the Room. Shit is fucking bananas, fucking hilarious as hell. Um, Patrice O'Neill, if you didn't know, is a comedian uh that he he had a great philosophy on women and he was a bigger guy. I think he was like six foot two or three big guy. He had uh diabetes, if I'm not mistaken, and and I think he, he passed away. Um, from complications of that, but, um, I think, I can't remember what year, I think it was 2011 or 2012 when he passed away and, um, yeah, and he's, he was pretty funny, man. I mean, it feels like, uh, he has, for me, it felt like he's never left just for the simple fact that he has so much content out there because of all of the because he he was a regular member on the Opie and Anthony uh, radio show and um, it's been a lot of content that's been out there from that show of him being on it it's like his this special YouTube page that uh dedicated to like um, mostly uh thoughts from Patrice O'Neill and they're pretty much clipped up um clipped up topics about certain things he'll talk about and uh all the appearances he had on the Opie and Anthony show and he's been on the show for so long so who knows how many more clips that person has that's been uploading them to YouTube and usually these are like five five minute ten minute fifteen maybe twenty at the most twenty five thirty um clips twenty five minute clips and stuff like that and so and he has um he did his uh Opie and Anthony gave him his own show because of how like great the the content is in his philosophy, they felt it was so good that they gave him his own show called the Black Phillip Show, where he, where um, callers would call in and he'll help them with their uh, relationship problems and stuff like that. And um, yeah, he's just like one of those guys that just like he just figured out how women worked and he <laughs> took it to his advantage. It's just kind of like he's he figured out a way to bypass so much stuff that men go through, uh, to get women and keep women and all that stuff. He figured it out. I'm pretty sure from trial and error, but, um, yeah, he's just really, um, really great guy overall. Um, but anyways, back to my topic, I got on a tangent, but yeah, so hearing his philosophy and stuff like that and, um, hearing all the shit that 
other people went through from divorce and child support and alimony and uh, all this other shit. It's just like, I don't feel that it's nowadays it's not what it used to be like marriage used to be like not uh, back in the days like it used to be more of a a unity and people would um, get married and it's all about family. It's all about um, finding your soulmate and stuff like that. It's still about that now. It's just we're in a different era, a different time where uh people got married to to actually care for one another and want to stick with one another and not just uh get married just because of what you what you have. Like people actually got married to really great people that they felt that they uh were compatible with i feel like, like i'm pretty sure there are people that i could people could say the same thing about what i'm saying that goes on now but i just don't see uh people nowadays that are that are like my elders that are sticking it out for 20 plus years. And when I say elders, I mean like aunts, uncles and, um, uh, granddads, grandpas, grandmas that you see out and about and still with each other from years and years and years. Just older people in general, you see that's out and you could tell they've been married to each other for years and years and years. And it comes to another point that like, I don't really believe in like a soulmate type of thing. Um, I know people want to believe that for me is, I don't think that's really a thing. I just think that, um, people find somebody that they just genuinely, genuinely, generally, Jesus Christ, generally click with. And, um, they just think that there's, that's their soulmate just cause their personalities match together. They're two different personalities, um, come together really well. But I just think that, um, that, uh, Y'all, if you with somebody, just because y'all compatible doesn't mean y'all can actually grow together. Meaning that like y'all can be compatible, but if y'all goals in life are different, then obviously y'all can't be together. Cause let's say for me, I want to be a guy that, um, that makes his money off of music and does other different ventures and all this different type of stuff to bring me income where I don't have to be locked down to the studio making music every single day just to, 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 um, just to survive and thrive and stuff like that. 
I want to get my work ethic to a point where it's manageable. And then once I start seeing the fruits of my labor come back to me and I'm starting to eat off of it and then I can start putting my money into different pots and stuff and see what I can get into that's beneficial without it killing my my uh, my income and not be a bad investment and stuff like that. And I want it to get to a point where I can just move around and um, go place to place when I want to. Like being in a place for two years, getting up, going to a place for five years, uh, staying in L.A. for like a year or two, uh, going to some random other place for a year or two just just to get so many different experiences going for me and not just saying, all right, I'm going to Chicago. I'm just staying there for 10 years or the rest of my life. I mean, I don't blame people that do that, but I just don't, I wouldn't want to just stay in one place for that long of time. Cause after a while, I'm pretty sure it'd be cool, but I just rather move around a lot. And, um, another thing would be like, yeah, if I'm doing that, if I got that mindset and I'm trying to move around and stuff, and plus I'm a music producer, so it'd be cool to move around like that and then get into the music scene in that area and see what's popping there, see who I can connect with. But if I'm with a girl that wants to uh, get together and get a crib together and get saddled down somewhere and want to be there for like the rest of our lives, then we could be compatible all we want. But our goals are totally different. So we can't be together. So that's how I feel. And um, I just don't when I when I think about it, it's just like women think about marriage as a business decision and men think about marriage as in like love. And I really love this girl and blah, blah, blah. But you have to look at it as a man like a business decision too because that's how they look at it they're looking they're not going to marry somebody who's wild and out there and they don't think it's going to be safe to saddle up with and have kids with and especially they're not going to do it with somebody they think is is um going to be in and out of their lives and play with their emotions and blah 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 because it's always a uh, it's always a saying, not a saying, but this thing that men and women have that uh, they'll have like thoughts of like, they'll see somebody and be like, oh, I would marry that girl. Not just to, to smash or have fun with, but I would marry that girl. Either it could be a way they look or they feel like that girl would make them look good. 
in front of their peoples and in front of their friends and all that. And then there's just girls that you're just like, I would never want to want people to see me with in person or out and about stuff. And I'm pretty sure that goes for women as well. I'm pretty sure they have guys they like that they wouldn't want to bring home to their peoples. But there's other guys that they would be proud of to bring to their family functions and the family meet that person and blah, blah, blah. And it's like as a business decision, when you when you put the two when you put the two things on a scale of stuff of like bad and good or advantages and disadvantages, it's just like for the man it the disadvantages outweigh too much for me. And I mean like yeah, you got companionship you got um, a soulmate, air quotes, you think is your soulmate. Hopefully they are, or hopefully you think they are. Um, maybe uh, a, um, children, um, seeing this person day in and day out, um, raising a family. Uh, raising a family unit, a good family unit, and stuff like that. <laughs> Buying a house together, and um, confiding in this person, knowing they're um, not their deepest, darkest secrets. Because I don't think anybody wants to know everybody's everything about everybody. But I'd say like. Knowing what makes them tick, knowing what gets them cheered up and hyped up, what they're interested about, passionate and all that. And being able to confide in this person and know that um, they're going to be with them to the end and blah, 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 all that stuff. And knowing the negative side, you have divorce, uh, the kids. Mom taking the kids. She gets alimony. Child support. And. um, Just going through that whole process. It just. Scary. And women have to realize that that is why men don't really like to commit. Or they're scared to jump into those waters. It's because of that. And I think Aria Spears had this great joke about that I saw the other day about marriage. And he pretty much uh, summed it up as like um, being raped in the police station while everybody is watching. It's pretty graphic, but um, I think that's pretty accurate as well I think that's pretty accurate being raped in the police station while everybody watches 
because once you go through that whole process of divorce, it's just like you in some certain states, the laws are iffy. So certain states, you might have to you're going to have to pay the lawyer of your former wife's. You have to pay your former wife's lawyer and your lawyer. And so even just that is going to kill your bank account. And who knows, you could be going up to 100000 200000 in fees just off the lawyer. And then you may get to a certain point where you're just like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to try to get to a number. Because this 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 amount that I'm paying right now is ridiculous. And that shit is scary. I mean, who wouldn't be scared about that shit? And then to go through all this shit. What is going to make you want to do that again? Want to get married again? And I just think that it's. It's really crazy because most men don't even think about this stuff. They don't think about what could happen if this shit doesn't work out and I'm married to the wrong person or I fell in love with the wrong person. And I just think that when it comes to a business decision like this, you have to treat it like you're buying a house your first house or buying your first car or or um, making a big purchase in your life or um, taking on some debt to do something like a business or whatever. This is one of those things that you got to put up there with one of those business decisions. Like this is not just, oh, yeah, this is love and shit like that. Like, nah, like it's well. It's told to you that what is yours is hers as well. And like the joint bank account shit, that shit, I don't, I don't get it, bro. For me personally, I'm not doing no joint bank account. That shit is, that shit is corny to me. I understand y'all. It's, it's like. Once y'all together, what's yours is mine. What's mine is yours. And we should be able to put our money together to get certain things and blah, blah, blah. But if this shit was to go um, left and downhill, what's to say that she don't just go into an account and clean that shit out before I even get a chance to look at it? Like, that shit is scary. Like... Let's say I'm I'm with a chick and we married, blah, blah, blah. We got a joint account. And let's say the account now is up to 200 grand, 200,000. And shit is rocky in the marriage. And we about to like depart ways. And... What if I go into the bank looking to be fair and draw out my half, take my hundred thou, and I go to look, and there's nothing there. 
that is $200,000 that is built between two people that is just gone and one person decided to be selfish and take all that shit. That's ridiculous. And that can possibly happen. And for the most part, it's nothing you can do about it. It's a joint account. Y'all are married. This is something y'all decided on. You can't say, oh, yeah, she she stole the money. It's a joint account. Both of y'all have access to it. Yeah, that's, I just I just I just think that like as a business decision, when you outweigh when you weigh all the the positives and the negatives, the negatives outweigh it too much for me. I've done a lot of research on it, and I just don't think it's a good idea for me. I mean, the compassion, the love, that shit is cool and all, but to take a man for everything he's got and divorce, that shit is crazy. And until that shit gets balanced out like it's supposed to be, I ain't doing that shit no time soon. And I've told this to some people, like, I told this to a couple people that I work with. And they'll be like, uh, oh, you'll settle down when you, you find the right one, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, yeah. I hope she's she's on the same page. Like, yo, this is what it is. I ain't trying to get married. And if we are, that's Let's pop this prenup in your face. Let's see what's popping in. <laughs> and then it's, it's so many guys that just like. They'll just bow down to a, a, a woman and just do whatever she wants to just so she can be happy. And in actuality, that's not what she wants. What she wants is a guy that is going to be do what he do what he says and says what he means. And is able to put his foot down and say, yo, this is this is what we doing. This is what we not doing. Period. But I don't blame too many men that are uh, that go through it. It's it's good things that come out of it. Awesome things. I just don't want to deal with the 95% of the shit that most niggas go through. Just to get the 5% of the the love and compassion and the kids and all that. And you, because I, <coughs> I understand, <coughs> excuse me, I understand when I see uh, people out, because uh, of course uh, I work in a grocery store, so um, I see many couples every day. And it's just like, it it does kind of look kind of cool. That visual of you, your girl, and your kid. Your kid's running around, he looks just like you. That shit is cool. That shit is fun. It's cool to look at. But you know what ain't fun? Seeing that shit, knowing these two people don't really have the tools to make sure that that 
kid is well taken care of. Even though I'm, I don't really know if that's um, true or not. Just looking at people, I'm pretty sure you can just tell. Oh yeah, they're that kid will be taken care of. I'm saying the bare essentials like flu, food, clothing, water, shelter. I'm pretty sure that's taken care of, but for most people. But then it comes to a certain point where it's just like. Not every parent knows how to take care of a kid mentally, emotionally. Yeah, the bare essentials, that's physical shit. But when it comes to the mental state of people, an emotional state, making sure a kid makes sure, knows that they're loved and cared for and the, the their guardians or parents will do anything to make sure they're safe and, and, um... And good. I don't think every kid knows that. But that's off on a different tangent. But I think that kind of sums up my thoughts on marriage. I just don't think that. When it comes to making business decisions. You have to be. You can't have any emotion in it. Because most people when they when people part ways and shit and. People think people on different sides think shit is personal. People just say it's just business. And that's how I look at it. I feel it's, it's business, even though you have all this different type of emotions floating around with it. It's business. Shit is business. When you when you married, it's just like that is a business decision. <laughs> You have things put in place to saddle you up with the person and um, and you're looked at as a couple on the highest scale in front of the state and government. And for me, I just feel like why does the government have to know about uh you wanting to be together forever why that shape why should they know anything about being you wanting to be with this person forever if it's just y'all that want to make this decision why should the government care and um it's, I just feel it's deeper than what people think it is, man. I, I just think that marriage is, is deeper than what may, people make it seem like. And I don't think most people are built for it. And then you have the thing about like nowadays is people be on two different wavelengths. It's not like it used to be where you got so much shit going on on our internet that can easily deter somebody from from uh, keeping keeping tabs on their significant other and making sure that they are right. making sure they're not doing some crazy shit 
think I just confused myself. What I'm saying is like, it's so easy to get caught up nowadays that, that, um, it's unexplainable how easy it is to get caught up nowadays. And most people aren't prepared to get married. Like they don't have the financial financial shit. They don't have the the mental state to want to get better. They don't have the they're just not all the way there yet as a person. And most people they come as they are. And most likely they're going to be that person for the rest of their life. Most people is not going to change. Most people isn't going to do X, Y, and Z to get better. For the most part, what you see as a, in a person is what you get. And obviously you can't change somebody. You got to, uh, you can influence them to change, but only deep down inside, they only know, um, if they want to actually change and be a better person or not. And yeah, I just think people look at the physical thing about it and just be like, she looks like a girl that would, you could marry, but they don't really get into how she thinks, how our, um, goals are different, how she is this and I'm that and those two things don't match up like our goals is here and her goals is all the way over there somewhere we don't match up compatible wise so I mean so many angles with this and then it's like the marriage rate now the divorce rate now is just like at 50% and it's, it's going to steady climb. It's going to keep climbing because it's in these days is people still do it. It's like marriage is like it's like one of the biggest long reigning institutions in America, like education, like all these other different things that people um get into but they don't really do their research on whether it be uh, college education that's specifically what I'm talking about because regular school is is mandatory but college education um, marriage uh, buying a home I think all these different things have been in uh America and been what they are for how many other years it's been here. And people don't really think to to do their research on how these these different institutions and stuff have changed over the years and that's why I feel like marriage has changed so much over the years and and 
I don't think it's people are changing themselves to fit the way society is now. We have so much stuff going on. It's just like, it's crazy. And just like with college, it's like, and education in general, you learn so, you learn the same amount of stuff, same things, but chimes has changed to, to tell you that like, most of this shit doesn't matter that we're being taught in school, but no one really freaking cares until a lot of these kids go to college and they're in debt and they realize that that those four years was a vacation instead of a, a learning experience and networking experience to take them to the next level in whatever job market or career they want to go into. Cause like a lot of kids, uh, in college, they go out to parties and, and get drunk and have fun and shit. That shit is cool until you leave and you realize you didn't put in enough work to get you whatever job or, um, get you started on a career path, uh, to help you propel and knock down those loans and stuff like that. That shit is the worst. And I kind of felt it for myself too, as in like, I never, I was always a shy kid. I stayed to myself for the most part. And when I was in um, art institutes for a year, for that year, I didn't really network like that at all because I never saw it as networking because I've been going through school for 12 years and all we were taught to do is just to to get good grades they they didn't teach about networking they didn't teach you how to network with classmates because that's the biggest advantage of high school I mean not high school but college I say is being around like-minded people and networking and people that want to do what you want to do and getting with these people so y'all can make something together but they don't teach you that in fucking high school they just want you to get good grades go off to the the best school and such and such and then well, well most people don't even realize there's a barrier to that kid's success because he can be the smartest in the district, but if that kid don't got the resources to pay for some uh, top 10 school, then it's going to be hard for him to go, regardless of scholarships and shit. Because and, those schools, you paying what 20 grand a year oh, shit is crazy man but um yeah Let's try to sum up this marriage topic just like 
I was reading, I was doing, listening to a podcast from a divorce lawyer, and he pretty much convinced me of why I wouldn't do it. And maybe he was kind of biased because he's a divorce lawyer, so that's his, his job, but he kind of put it to like, uh, put it to like a car. It's like if, this car had a 50% chance of it not going where you needed to go when you got into it would you get into that car and I was just like I wouldn't and I think this guy he was on the Lewis Lewis House School of Greatness podcast he was talking to him about it and um, I think he also said that like his advice would be to go to a divorce lawyer first and see what y'all can actually do and what y'all are actually getting into before y'all just like get married because this shit is a business decision like I said this shit ain't just about love and compassion and companionship and all this other shit it's more than that y'all are sharing a space y'all are sharing Things y'all are sharing, people. Y'all are sharing life together. This ain't just like some fairy tale shit. That's just all I'm trying to get out there. This ain't just like about love. It's about other things that y'all have together. Like y'all are making purchases together. Like. <laughs> I just and plus for my personality the the girl has to be awesome and she has to realize who I am and what I need to the umpteenth degree like I'm a loner I'm a I'm a um I wouldn't say I'm a recluse I don't mind going outside most recluse they're not going outside but um, I'm an introvert. I'd rather be at the crib. Most days. I don't mind going out, but people, people make me anxious. It's not even being at home makes me anxious. Being out with people makes me anxious, anxious. Cause there's so many people you got to assess and make sure that these aren't targets or or people that you got to watch out for. Because when I'm out, I scan and I assess people like like I'm a, a agent off of freaking Neo or something. Like Mr. S- Mr. Smith or the Smith agents or whatever the agents were called on the um, Matrix movie. Yeah, that sums up the topic, for real. Now on to this pussy t-shirt. So, man. Pusha T, like, first off, he's a VA legend to me. Clips, too. Man, there's so many legends from the VA, man. This shit is crazy. We got Missy, Timbaland, Pharrell. 
uh, who else? Bank, Knotts. Um, people are not gonna mention Lex Luger, but I just feel he's a a legend to me as far as trap music. Trap music goes. Um, Cause he's definitely a pioneer of the sound it is today. Um, what else? It's just, did I say Missy Elliott? I think I did, but yeah, Missy Elliott. Um, Neptunes. Yeah, so many people, legends. Chris Brown, Trey Songs. And I think I'm supposed to be naming producers, but whatever. I'll just say V8 legend. I'm tripping. But anyways, like he's a V8 legend to me. And listening to this podcast, it's just like he really made Drake look like Meek Mill in a battle. Cause he, of course, he won the battle, but it's just like now it's just like, bruh. He really dropped some crazy information on us. Like, like from the outside looking in, I really thought that uh, Kanye gave uh, Drake, I mean, Kanye gave Pusha T the information to kill Drake. But it didn't come from, from Pusha T. He said it didn't come from um, Kanye at all. It came from 40 And it came from this girl That 40 was messing with And cause 40 would tell this girl About all the shit going on With Drake and shit And somehow Pusha T found this girl And she let him know All the information and hearing that shit, I was like, wow, that shit is crazy. From <laughs> he got an info from a person that his right hand man knows. That shit is crazy. I heard that. I was like, damn, this nigga Pusha T is a fucking assassin, bro. Like, that is crazy. And then, Push T, he was mentioning, uh, he was saying Drake was putting out $100,000 to anybody that can get some information on Push T. And Push T was like, I looked at that as a win. He said he looked at, um, he looked at, uh, Drake going on the shop talking about it as a, a W. Cause if he was really over it, why are you still talking about it? Or if, oh, if it wasn't nothing, why would you talk about it? And he was right. 
like that is a W. Messing up his his whole Adidas line that was supposed to come out, that is a W. And he pretty much came on the on the podcast, pretty much refuting certain narratives that was going on. And he he had like he was saying that this is how Thorough Push T is, man. This shit is so crazy. Push T said that um there was a person that he knew and he did a whole bunch of projects with and a whole bunch of different ventures with somebody that he knew, like a girl that he had uh he had worked with a whole bunch throughout his career and he went to her baby shower and she was the one orchestrating this a hundred thousand dollar bond for some information on um push the and he he found he got these recordings from the conversations that he that this girl was having with a couple of people that she um, mentioned like called up to try to get information like put the clips former DJ um some other people from his <laughs> he says former life his past life when he was in the streets and stuff and how thorough push T is he had uh these people had called him up and told him about the situation that was happening that they this girl was trying to get information out of them to go against Push T. And these people were just like, You from the city and I would never do nothing like that. Even if we didn't have any if we did have something crazy going on. Like I wouldn't do that. And and he had the actual audio from these conversations, these like audio clips from the conversations. And I was just like, damn, this nigga push the T is so crazy with it, bro. It just really puts it in perspective. Like this nigga was willing to go deep, bro. I mean, it would have been crazy for for Drake, like. If this shit would have kept popping off like it was supposed to, this shit would have been deep. And it's just like, damn, man. And you gotta you gotta think of how cerebral this guy is. Push T is just like and how thorough he is, cause these guys came to him and these are people from they wasn't friends with he wasn't friends with no more and they came to him saying like yo we ain't gonna do this like I know we not cool or whatever but we still not gonna do this to you that shit ain't cool and I remember one of the um, audio snippets or uh, tapes or whatever he had um this one girl was talking to one of the guys and one of the guys was like, yo, 
if I do this, I got to get enough money to move my family out because I'm going to need some protection. And that shit is crazy. Yeah, because. And he's pretty much coming to talk about, of course, the the Drake shit or whatever. But um, and they got into some other stuff of talking about the good music thing in general and Kanye and uh, the certain artists on it on good music and they situations like designer and uh who else Tiana's album um they were talking about the Wyoming thing and shit like that and mostly they talked about the beef of course but they got to some other shit too and I just think this was an awesome conversation yeah, I was just like, damn, I wish I was. Wait, when does the video come out? So this was a Wednesday podcast, so it will be out on a Friday, I think. I think the video will be out on Friday because I was just like, man, I wish I could just watch this instead of listening to it while I was at work. But I was like, damn, this is some, this is some good conversation. And like, Push T is just one of those guys where it's just like, you've, <laughs> he just has no emotion when it comes to the shit that he gets into. Like he has no feelings towards it. But thing is, is that he's from the streets. So I guess that kind of street element of him of like not having any emotion and and the care in the world about certain shit when he gets into it is just like that's the reason why he's the way he is. And that's who he is. And it's pretty freaking cool. Cause he's a a forty year rapper. Still killing it. And. I wouldn't say he had the best album this year. But I think. Because I'm biased. And I'm a Travis Scott fan. So. I think Travis Scott got the best album this year. But he definitely has a top three album. For sure. It's between. Um, World, Nipsey album. And Daytona three top three albums of this year for sure and um like it's crazy because it just made drake look so corny which is so funny because it's like he made drake look like meek mill like, for real, to me, as far as being corny, I mean, Drake killed Meek, and everybody just, like, on Meek's ass. 
but it is not the same for when a smaller act or not as big act kills Drake because people are just like, oh, this is Drake. Like no one's killing Drake. He'll put out another record and everybody will forget about it. But taught a rap purist and people that like me that just study this shit. It's just like, bro, he made you like a corn ball. Like, had you thinking that Kanye was the one that took all, um, they gave, pushed all this smoke for you to uh, get killed and, and the story of Adidon. But it wasn't you. You have another thing where you putting out a hundred thousand dollars for some smoke against you, for some smoke on Pusha T, and that right there was a W. Pusha T mentioned too. It's just like wow, he putting out a hundred K for some info on me. Like, that's a W. That means he don't got shit on me. And what else? Uh, he he pretty much killed his, his press run for his Adidas line. And then in another song... He's singing checks over stripes, even though you was just about to do a deal with niggas, which is funny, which is real funny. I don't know, man. He just made Drake look like a fucking cornball, which is hilarious. It's not too many niggas that can do that at all. For sure. And bar for bar too. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they pretty much wrapped it up really well by saying if you gonna beat Drake, you can't out money him, you can't out swag him, you can't out muscle him or whatever. You gotta cut deep. You got to cut deep because even Drake admitted on the shop that like on LeBron's um, show on HBO called The Shop, he even mentioned that like uh, it was an awesome chess move because either I go all the way in filthy or I I uh, lay back. And so it was an awesome chess move. And Drake couldn't do shit about it because he has an image he has to uphold of being a nice guy. Because even though he gets in these battles, he's still the nice guy. And I just, and he he looked corny because of the ooh, I oughta type of energy he had on the shop episode too about like like oh I didn't want to 
when I heard that record, I didn't want to further your career. I want to do other things. I wanted to uh, find somebody to put in a hurting on you pretty much to beat you up, smack you in the face, talking about my homie who has an illness that he could potentially pass away from. Like, but pretty much he made Drake look like a cornball. Pusha T, he changed the narrative. He he made shit balanced out. That's what I got from this interview. What what you see is not everything that um that it is to the story of this beef. And and I'm glad that he did it on uh Joe Budden's podcast and not just on an interview somewhere. Which is uh awesome because that's the power of podcasts. And then Push T even said, like, he's not doing any interviews. And this doesn't count as one either. He didn't want to do any you know, other interviews because, like, he said he looked at other people as stupid. Like, he was like, some of these people are just stupid. But the podcast and the people... Um, Joe, Mal, and Rory, they're like really analytical and they're going to give you the real spill about the shit. They're not going to sugarcoat nothing and they don't know how to for the most part. And he bigged them up for that and he said that's kind of like the reason why he came here because he knows that uh, we're going to have some real conversations on this, on this podcast and nobody else is going to give that, give it up like that. So that was awesome to know that he came on Joe Budden's podcast and got this off. I think this is really big for the culture, man, for real. Really big for the culture, for sure. And um, I was thinking I was going to talk about something else, but you know, I think this is, I think this was a good episode. Um, I got my two topics off. I think I talked about them pretty well for the most part. Um, yeah, check out that Joe Budden interview. Uh, keep calling the interview podcast um with push the t you can listen to the audio on spotify only but um i think by friday when this comes out you'll be able to watch it on joe button's youtube and um yeah check it out because it's it's pretty insightful man he really got some shit off in that podcast it really made Drake look corny as fuck, man. And um, I was just like, damn. He got it from a chick that 40 was messing with. All the info from a chick 40 was messing with. 
and that was another thing. Uh, Joe was like, it's always a chick pillow talking, man. Always a chick pillow talking. And, um, shit is sad, bro. That shit is sad that he got it from a chick that was pillow talking that 40 was pillow talking with about Drake. Ugh. Shit is sad, man. Uh, (laughs) Ah. I wonder how this next, um, how their relationship is going to go from here for you and Drake. Cause I'm pretty sure like Drake knows who that girl is that Push T is talking about. I'm pretty sure he knows of her. And even Push T said he, he, I'm pretty sure Drake knows who that person is. And it's funny how this beef went from over the years, just them two throwing shots at each other. And then it came to this 2018. Uh, Drake um, gets in a beef with Pusha T. And it, it goes from zero to 100 fast. And then story of Adidon dropping. Boom. Dropped a fucking bomb on this shit. Wow. That was crazy. This was a good year for hip hop, man. I just want to give it up for that, man. There's so many good albums that came out this year. Um, We had a couple of uh, uh, losses and lost soldiers. Fallen soldiers and his hip hop shit, but besides that, man, this was a good year in hip hop for real, man. So many dope albums, people getting recognized for their work, and yeah, this was a pretty dope ass year for hip hop, man. I can't say it enough. So many dope albums, so many dope albums. I wish somebody can, they'll probably in a couple more months that you'll be hearing about. The um, um, best albums of the year, best rap albums of the year, and those best rap albums of the year. Oh man, I can't wait! Cause you got Astro World, you got Daytona, you got um, uh, um, what else I said, um. Victory Lap, Nipsey album. What else? There's so many people that drop. It's it's crazy. So many people that drop. Um, J Cole. Um, what else came out? Um, did Big Crit drop this year? I think Big Crit. Um, it's it's so many to name. It's too many. I'm not even gonna try. I'm in my Spotify now. It's whatever. It's too many to name, man. 
But this is a good year for hip hop for sure. Um, so let me see if I can get my motivational quote of the of the de- of the week going here. See what type of um, quote I could get off. Sorry about that. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Do 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 do. Motivational quotes. Motivational quotes. Ba 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 ba. Uh, here we go. I think this is a good one. You have to fight through some bad days to earn the best days of your life. Hmm. Some awesome quote right there. You have to fight through some of the best bad days to earn the best days of your life. That is the motivational quote of the week. (laughs) Oh my goodness, man. That push T interview, go check it out. Um, That is some awesome shit. And um, let's see what I want to promote. Um, Basquiat Three, the beat tape, it is out now on all platforms, all streaming platforms. Go check it out. Go let me know what you think. I know the sound quality in certain tracks is kind of ah, but I know that if I kept holding on to this to this tape, it wasn't gonna come out. Because if I were to try to make it seem, make it get to a point where I feel it's perfect, then it would have never came out. So it's just a stepping stone, more like a uh, something to get me started with my beat tapes. Just to throw something out there. Um, it's 24 tracks, I think. 24 beats up there. Go check it out. Um, follow me on whatever uh, platform that you use to stream, whether it's title, Apple music, Spotify, whatever, throw that shit in the playlist and yeah, check it out. Um, follow me on IG lord.swank. Um, and then in the link in my bio, you should see, you should get at, uh, you'll be able to go to, um, these couple of different links you can um get my stuff at like my podcast my beat store um my beat tape spotify link and um my uh sample pack uh that i got uh cruise control sample pack and it's pretty much comprised of like uh, 17 i think um, samples that I chopped up in a style of uh, currency Wiz Khalifa because that's a sound that I pretty much um, 
I think I'm pretty much good at, and um, that's the sound that I've getting a lot of attention from. And um, I've been doing it for a while, and um, I think that's probably like my comfort zone when I'm making beats. If I hear something that sounds like that, like a um, uh, hear like a sample that sounds like something like currency would rap on, then um, those beats tend to come out the best. I'll just say that. And, um, yeah, check me out and, uh, on IG, um, I'm coming out with another beat tape soon, probably dropping it in another month or two. Um, working on putting that out. Um, I'm not finished with all the beats yet, but, um, I'm looking to do like 10 tracks this time because, uh, 24 that shit is draining and then like trying to move it to different platforms like I put it on all the streaming platforms but then I gotta upload it to SoundCloud and then Bandcamp and 25 tracks that shit takes a while to upload so um I'm trying to get to like 10 12 tracks on this next beat tape um yeah and I'm, I'm starting to try to um, network with some um, YouTube channels that post like beats and shit and um, trying to see if I can get my shit out there you know um, build a fan base for myself um, cause I guess this will be another topic for another day but I just think it's better for me as a producer to really go after a fan base for myself because I will forever eat that way because if you have fans of you you have people you have people that actually support you financially and you don't need to have placements or you don't have you don't need to have placements every fucking month or every day every week and shit on albums just so you can eat like I'd rather find a way to make money on my own with my production style and be able to eat like that and then with the placements come they come they don't they don't i'm still eating regardless but um yeah um um what else do i want to say i just want to get off um yeah uh shouts out to the um I don't know what I'm trying to tell I'm tripping anyways um see y'all next week um peace